you are about to enjoy an It Takes Three Network podcast. I guess this is the point where I'm supposed to tell you that you gave us all quite a scare, except I was never scared. Oh, yeah, I know that. Me, on the other hand. Well, the doctors say you're going to be fine. Although, you're going to have to wrap your head around the fact that we're really brothers now. We're blood brothers. You donated blood. Ah, I had an extra few pints flowing through my veins. It was no big deal. Hmm. You're not a big fan of needles. Nor of fainting, it turns out. But the bank was a little low, and us so negative guys got to stick together. Hmm. That's weird, because all of a sudden I have this strange urge to listen to Death Cab and read comic books. Welcome back to Let's Talk OC and OC Podcast. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. Should I start crying now? I I don't know. I know. We are here talking about season four, episode 15, The Night Moves, the penultimate of season four, pretty much the penultimate of the series. I know. Of our show. Of our baby. Sort of. Don't worry, guys. There will be bonus episodes. Yes. No, there is. It's not ending. We're just sad. Yeah. Original air date for this episode, February 15th, 2007, written by Stephanie Savage and directed by Patrick Norris. In the aftermath of a major earthquake, we see our core struggle. Ryan is hurt and Seth steps up to the plate. Caitlin and Julie bond over ice cream and Taylor reunites with her mother. Mm, Lots of heaviness. Yeah. Uh, The scoop of the week, as always, provided by our buddy Michael Dell underscore Vasto on Instagram. He says the scoop of the week is Ben and Jerry's Chip Happens. (laughs) Cute. So cute. The description of this flavor is a cold mess of chocolate ice cream with fudge chips and crunchy potato chip swirls. Oh. I love a sweet and salty. Me too. This probably is really, really good. Yeah. Sometimes chip happens and everything's a mess. And this is present throughout this episode. Just like chips, the earthquake has left a giant mess in its wake for our characters. Ryan was injured. Kirsten fell. Pancakes was also injured. Veronica being shot, which isn't that terrible. And of course, the house we've gotten to know as a home is destroyed. So sad. The good thing about this ice cream is that unlike Newport and the Cohen house, there is no mess to clean up. Mm. Wow. So clever, as always. Clever. That sounds truly delicious. And I would love to like sample every single pint of ice cream that Mike has brought to the show. I know. Hey, Mike. So. We're having our finale party. Mm. Do you think you could? That's on the 27th, guys, which you head to our Patreon. We'll have all the information there. But beforehand, if you let us know an ice cream, Liz and I can have some of it. Yes, that's such a good idea. If you, no pressure, if you can come up with one for our finale party. Yeah, no pressure. (laughs) No pressure, though. No pressure. And that way we can celebrate. You send us the most amazing ice cream flavors every week. And I think that would be really fun. Yeah, that would be fun. Right? Hopefully we could get it because it seems I know. as though he's got all these flavors I've yeah. never heard of before. So. Or we, I will just buy a flavor and we can introduce it, but you, you give us something and or yeah, like a, a gist, flavor. A gist, yeah. Like, hey, can you guys eat like vanilla ice cream with like chocolate? And I'll be like, okay, let me go out and get that. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Thanks. All right. <sighs> Let's get into this episode. It opens up right where we left off, like literally yeah, they they show that previously on, and it's 
than the aftermath of that. Yeah. So we open up Ryan and Taylor underneath that armor that fell on them. Eesh. Ryan lifts it up so Taylor can get out from under it. And he's struggling, but he's playing it cool. <laughs> so many words about this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Taylor starts talking a mile a minute, oh wanting him to know that she's usually grace under fire. She knows it's a very important quality and she's sorry for freaking him out. She doesn't want this to... Um, take over what they talked about beforehand of like everything's on the table and he's like hey 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 shh yeah shh. let's talk about that in a little while he asks for his jacket because he needs his phone to call kirsten and sandy and as he goes out to make the phone call taylor runs off to get her supplies and we see that ryan is bleeding yeah from and- the leg area yeah I think it was his... Was it his hip? I think it was like the back, Mm. like upper leg. Oh, okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Kirsten and Sandy are at the pier. As we know, they were closing up shop at the Mexican restaurant. Oh, this is so bad. I know. Sandy is listening to the radio. He's trying to get news. No one should leave the plaza unless they need to. Right. So everyone now has to stay put. Right. He needs to organize. Kirsten can't reach the boys. She has a bump on her head, which she says... It's totally it's fine. fine. We're good. It's fine. Ryan finally gets through. Seth gets through to Sandy. And as this is all happening, then Ryan sends a text to Seth. Yeah. Saying, need your help. Please come to Cooper's. Don't tell Summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this really royally pissed me off. It did. Yes. Don't tell Summer. I'm hurt. But I get it. Like, Taylor is squeamish with blood. She's over the top. But, like, you're risking your brother's life to come there. Just saying. Right. Right. Uh, so, as we know, both boys, both boys got through to their parents. Look, and, thank goodness. Yeah. And so they tell Ryan to stay put and for Seth and Summer to head home. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Back at the Cooper's house, Taylor gets her safety kit, which consists of canned goods, water, a gas mask, and North Korean currency because you just never know. (laughs) Ridiculous. She also mentions how she's worried about her mom and how, you know, she gave birth to me. She should care, right? Right. She should be trying to reach out to me. And then the fact that she's not, maybe she's not okay. Right. Or maybe she is. Uh, (laughs) Right. So Ryan continues to struggle, but tells her that Seth and Summer are coming over, which Taylor questions him on. But he lies to it and says that Sandy said, no, 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 it's safer if we're all together. Mm. Mm -mm. (laughs) So Summer and Seth are on the bike that Taylor got for her birthday. How convenient. Who bought her this bike? Right? Because Ryan's Jeep was destroyed. As we know, a pole fell on it. All the gifts were in there, but they're pedaling on this bike. Seth is acting cool and tells Summer that they need to make a pit stop at the Coopers because of pancakes. Which is such a great excuse. Right. Because, you know, pancakes is there. Yeah. And Summer's like, well, what do you mean? You said everybody was okay. And he goes, well, no one mentioned pancakes. So I feel that we should go check on him. He's like, you know, Ryan, he said, who's to know if he was going to check on pancakes? Exactly. So this changes Summer's tone, and she agrees. They get to the Coopers, and Taylor and Summer hug, which is so sweet. Of like, I can only imagine seeing a loved one when all this is happening. Thank goodness they're okay. Yeah, Seth and Ryan give a head nod to each other. They know. They know. Seth knows, and they say, "You know what? We're going to go out and get supplies." And the girls are like, "What do you mean? You're not supposed to leave." And they're like, "No, no, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Go find pancakes." So the girls are like, "Fine, we'll focus on that." Ryan tells Seth not to freak out. I really need you not to freak out and shows him 
the gash mm-hmm. of this piece of glass that is coming out of Ryan and there's lots of blood and they need to go to the hospital. And he's like, it's not that bad. And Seth is like, dude, it's bad. And it's yeah. not. I mean, Ryan, throughout all of this, like, is slowly fading. Yeah. The which, pain is getting to him. Yeah. And which we see, too, because we get we keep seeing um, his perspective of his vision is like in and out and it's wonky. And so that was like the whole episode. Though. Yeah. We kept getting these. um like super zooms and it was almost like documentary style. Yeah, keeping up with everyone to like yeah. these like in and outs of black to their faces and in and yeah. out. Right. Inside, Taylor knows that the boys are acting strange. She questions Summer on it, but Summer brushes it off because she's so focused on finding pancakes. So they go into her room and it's destroyed. They can't find him anywhere. They decide to go looking for him in the attic, which Taylor is like, do you really think he took down the stairs? Right. <laughs> to climb up to the attic, but whatever. Let's do this. Let's find pancakes. As they go upstairs at the top of the stairs, they see a giant, like a life-size skeleton who's Uncle Alistair. Yes. <laughs> and the girls scream, and we find out that this is Neil's skeleton from med school, which I'm like, thank you for mentioning Neil. It's yeah. nice, you know? Taylor brings up Veronica to Summer, which, she, you know, she mentioned her mom to Ryan, and Summer reassures her that, listen, you made your own family, and the family that you chose is pretty great. Yeah. Which I love this. Me too. All right. So as we know, Julie and Caitlin are stranded at the ice cream shop at the pier. <sighs> That's where I would want to be stranded. But That's then what again, I was thinking. all of the ice cream is probably melted. Which they're making comments yeah. on and eating. They're there with Gary, who is the ice cream shop employee. So Julie keeps trying to call Frank to see if he's okay. And Caitlin is questioning her on this. And Julie's like, well, just because we took a step back doesn't mean I don't care about him. Right. Like, I just want to know he's okay. Right. Since the windows are all boarded up, the door is boarded up, they can't see anything. So they have Gary go on a ladder to peek through the roof to see what's up, like what he can see. So he tells them they're on an island and the pier has been washed away. That's awful. Yeah. But to say... (laughs) But to stay entertained, the girls start singing Bob Seger. They're eating the melted ice cream, and Gary's just, like, having the best time yeah, of his life. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, two hot babes. He even says that. <laughs> he's like, it's like being at camp, and my counselors are, like, super hot. And so then they question him if there are any girls in his life. He has a nice guy. He has a cool job. And he says that there is one, but it's nothing serious yet. Right. And Caitlin's like, okay, so you haven't asked her out right. yet. Like, he just has a crush. So... Him and Julie, I mean, Julie and Caitlin look at each other and they're like, what the hell? Julie's like, I think I have some nail scissors in my bag. And they decide to give him a makeover. Like a mini. Um, like a very slight. You know. What can you do when there's like an aftermath of an earthquake? And I hate that, that they always take the glasses off. I know. It's like, come on. The glasses make a person. They sure do. I'm a big component. Yeah, exactly. I know I felt that way too. I'm like, come on, guys. This is so like shallow. Yeah. Ryan and Seth are heading to the hospital. Seth is driving. He's also low-key panicking. He's trying to keep it cool. I mean, you would be too, right? Yeah. This is your brother's life in your hands, and this is a very dangerous situation. I know. He's trying to make conversations so they both can be distracted from Ryan's pain, and then he hits something in the road. Yeah, and at first I'm like, why are they pulling over? I didn't realize that they hit it. Yeah. It just looked like he swerved. And then he's like, what did we hit? I'm like, you guys didn't hit anything. Just keep going. But apparently they sh- like shred his tire. Right. And so they not they, they have a flat tire. Yeah. So Ryan at this point is getting even more woozy. Seth sees this. He's like, listen, 
I'll I'll talk you through changing the tire. Oh my god, imagine. I, I can't know. even. I know. So he then tells Ryan, he's like, you know, when I was a kid, this might come to a shock, but I was a bit of a warrior. And to calm myself down, I would make lists. So Ryan's like, do you want to make a list? And Seth's like, yeah, okay, we can make a list if you want. (laughs) So they start naming people Ryan punched in the face. This is so great. I loved this throwback. So many throwbacks in this episode. I know. And they start with the list of everyone that Ryan's punched in the face since moving to Newport. We have Luke. We have Luke. We have Luke, we have Holly's dad, and then we have Luke again. It's very funny. It's really great. And they even mention like Lindsay and Donnie. Right. Well, we get to that. It's I know. So good. Yeah. So Sandy and Kirsten are holding down the pier. They have shelter, they have food, they have water. And they say that it's like being back in Berkeley in 89. No. I know. Sandy gets a call from Frank, who is on the road in traffic. Obviously, no cars can go anywhere. Right. So it's like you might as well just get out. And walk. Um, and walk and... I know. Because everyone's going... There's... You can't go anywhere. Yeah. And Frank is so frustrated, which I get, but also, I mean, there's just an earthquake. There's nothing you can really do. Right. You just got to stay put. Yeah. He asks uh, about Ryan, and then he's like, have you heard from Julia or Caitlin? And Sandy's like, oh, I'm not sure about them. So while all of this is happening, we then get an aftershock. Yeah, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so much scarier because then you're thinking it's happening all over again. Right. Which it kind of is. It's just mini. Right. So Sandy can't find Kirsten. She was on the stairs at the pier and she fell down and she says something's not right. Yeah, and she was like holding on to the bars. I know. It was scary. So Sandy takes her to the hospital. Seth is having even more trouble now with the car since the aftershock happened, he can't get through to anyone on his phone. He's like, now we must have a downline. Yep. Right. So Seth decides that he's going to leave on foot for help, but Ryan insists that he goes to, and because Ryan's like, well, what about zombies? Right. Which I love the mention of zombies. Me too. So many times. And Seth was like, okay, so they start working on the list again. So they mention Trey, the whole Volchuk period, Johnny's dad, which turns out Ryan never told Seth the story. About the bounty hunter, right? Is he a bounty hunter? Yeah. And then... He starts to tell Seth the story, which, as we know, when he went on that road trip with Sadie, that's right. They never talked about that. Yes, not. But I love it now we see them talk mm-hmm. about it. So Julie decides she's going to take a peek and see what's happening outside the roof because this is ridiculous. And then Gary flips out and starts having an asthma attack. And the, <laughs> the only thing to calm him down is if they sing Night Moves. Yeah. So then Caitlin's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. She starts giving him CBR, and he puts his tongue in her mouth. Classic Sandlot. Classic. (laughs) And then they quickly figure out that the girl he likes is Caitlin. Of course. Who wouldn't love Caitlin? No. So Gary explains why he tricked them, and it's because a girl like her would never like a guy like him. It felt like fate, and he didn't want it to end. I get that. But, like, you can hang out later. You don't need to pretend that you're stranded on And you also can maybe, like help work with each other you experience this moment together they're still gonna like you you now have a bond right now you know each other it's not like you're never going to be able to get in contact with her again (laughs) she's gonna come to the ice cream store right so then all of a sudden frank boston like the hero that he is he's there to rescue caitlin and julie because julie left him a message right that they were stranded at the ice cream shop because how else would he know that they were at the ice cream shop (laughs) It's pretty specific. <laughs> and they're like so surprised that he's here and also that the, how did he get yeah, here? how did you get here? We're on an island. With the pier. And he's like, the pier is fine. 
So Julie and Frank, they kiss. Caitlin's like, fine, he just rescued us. They head out. Caitlin says her goodbye to Gary. And he says this was the best night of his life. And she kisses him on the cheek. Gary. And she's like, well, you know, you know my order. When things get cleaned up, I'll come visit you. Mm -hmm. Best earthquake ever. Best, best earthquake ever. (laughs) Okay, so the girls find pancakes in the vent in the attic. Which is insane how, how pancakes, pancakes get in there. Got up there. This is the cutest bunny. He I is love so this cute. bun. He's so fluffy. And the, the floppy ears. He's so cute. The lop. They hear crashing downstairs in the kitchen. So Taylor grabs Jimmy's old flare gun. <laughs> I love that we referenced Jimmy. I know. They head down to investigate. Taylor enters the kitchen as a fucking badass. She rolls in and she's about to like shoot. Ninjas. And then she hears the crashing again. She does shoot the intruder, who happens to be Veronica. And she's like, ah! Taylor, you shot me! (laughs) But you hear this woman's voice, and like she doesn't even realize it's her mother until the last second, and she shoots her. I know. It is what it is. You deserve it, bitch. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Veronica came because she was worried about Taylor, but her foot is definitely going to be seen, need to be seen by a plastic surgeon. She's so over the top. And Taylor's like, Mom, it's a toe nick. You're right. fine. You're fine, so you don't wear sandals. Right. Summer mentions how Pancakes is hurt, and he needs to be looked at, so they all decide that they're going to go to the hospital by bike and wagon. Taylor rides the bike. This is pretty funny. Veronica's in the wagon. She refuses to hold Pancakes, so Summer's like, I'll hold Pancakes, and walks behind them. Ryan and Seth continue on foot, and now it's getting even harder. They go through questions like, Sadie or Lindsay? I love this so much. <laughs> Who's a better... Uh, like bus boy situation, Donnie or Chloe. This Chloe. Is so good. It's very funny. But Ryan is fading fast and Seth Seth can't handle it much longer. Ryan also can't handle it much longer. So Ryan sits down and he's like, I'm gonna go get help. This is so bad. This stressed me out. Me too. I mean, you can't really leave an injured person. I know. Especially one that could potentially just like pass out. Right. Right. Ugh. They didn't even wrap it. To, like, create pressure. No, you would think that, like, maybe he would wrap his jacket around it. Or a shirt. Something. Maybe yeah. it was, like, a weird angle. He couldn't maybe. Pu- maybe also he didn't want to push the glass in. in. True, because there was glass protruding out of Ooh. the side. Yeah. So Seth leaves to go get help. He's running. He runs into Daryl, the <laughs> homeless man, as we know and come to love. And he trades him his shopping cart for the $70,000 car. And Daryl's like. Right. It's got a flat tire, but it still will work. Yeah. So this trade works out. We see Seth running with the cart to Ryan. Julie, Frank, and Caitlin are now in the car talking about Gary and the whole ice cream situation. He doesn't blame Gary for what he did because when you love a Cooper woman, you know. So sweet. Caitlin then apologizes for the clown porn. And then they Thank goodness. Thank goodness. And then they see Seth running with the cart and they pull over. All worked out. Yeah. Okay, so at the hospital is obviously jam-packed. Because everybody's at the hospital. This is so scary. <sighs> I had lots of thoughts about this because I get that. I don't know. Like, for instance, like everybody's trying to get help, but then you think of who's more important. Right. Like a pregnant woman. Well, Sandy's doing everything in his power to try to have Kirsten looked at. Yeah. And he then is like, listen, my wife is pregnant. And the doctor's like, Listen, you need to you need to wait right. in line. Are you bleeding? No. Right. Okay. It's not serious. Right. And so then there's this nice man Ugh. who's like in a wheelchair. I like bald. 
for he, like a little minute. <laughs> he's definitely like hurt. Yeah, he's got a neck brace on. Yeah. And he says, you take my place. <sighs> he's like, that's me. I'm next. Go. So Kirsten goes in and the baby seems fine. There was a rupture and they need to run more tests. So Sandy then talks to the doctor privately and gives this speech of, please, if there's anything wrong, tell me first. Because so I, I need can to tell, tell my, my wife. wife. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm going to cry. I know. Saying this. It's, it's very heavy. <laughs> it's heavy shit. It is heavy shit. Uh, but he talks about how there's going to be an empty nest, and he talks about his sons going to college, and the worst thing in the world Would could be, be an, an empty, empty nest. nest. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to cry. Yes, but also like it's the, so... the realistic aspect is I know. you wait your turn. You wait exactly. <laughs> you That's wait what turn. I was struggling with too, and I'm like Michelle just. But it's a show, and like we're supposed to be hyper focusing on on our them. But it's hard when you're like, oh my god, there's so many people in that this need hospital help. that need help. Yeah, yeah. And then, this is where I also struggle, too, because Summer comes in with pancakes. Oh, come on. <laughs> and, like, I am a huge animal lover. Of course. My cats are my kids. And she brings pancakes to the hospital. She's trying to get him looked at because of his little foot. Like, I, I get it. I, guys, I'm not like, going to lie. I struggle, too. I'm not, an, I'm not an animal. <laughs> I'm not a veterinarian. I'm not a veterinarian. And she's like, please, please, please. He's like, okay, well, I did do one year of vet school. So, so he, like, I'll see if I can get, like, a machine. X-ray. An X-ray on it. So he takes a look at pancakes. Then, it just so happens Veronica gets a room for the tonic. Right? For the little tonic. But it's very sweet because her and Taylor share I love yous. And they both explain that when the earthquake hit, they both thought about each other. I'm so glad. Yeah. Veronica, you should have been doing this. The entire time? Your entire life, but... Which they talk about, and Taylor says, wow, Mom, I don't think I've ever heard you say I love you. Which, which was- is so sad. <sighs> That's awful. Right. Ryan wakes up in a hospital bed, which Luckily. I'm like, holy crap. I didn't even realize that Ryan was in the hospital, you know, X amount of episodes ago because of Chrismica. Oh, yeah. Fell off the roof, that whole in a coma, and now we're here again. Sucks. Sucks. But anyway, Seth is sitting next to him and he tells him how they're really brothers now. They're blood brothers. Oh, they have the same blood type. What are the chances? Oh, negative. It's very rare. And Ryan's like, I can't believe you donated blood. You hate needles. And Seth's like, yeah, apparently fainting as well. <laughs> I had a few extra pints and I owed you. Sweet. So I sweet. know. And Seth gets to save Ryan, which is like a huge moment. Yeah. And then... <laughs> Ryan says that I suddenly have the urge to listen to Death Cab and listen to... I loved this quote. And read comic books, which is so funny. And then Seth makes a joke, which is so meta, about how, like, too bad they couldn't have turned this into a body swap comedy Mm -hmm. and get another year or two out of this. Which, again, let's poke fun at what's happening. Right, right, right. Which I think was was happening here. This whole season is them poking fun at what's happening. Yeah. He then tells Ryan that Veronica and Pancakes have matching casts. And Sandy and Kirsten come in to tell him that the baby's fine. She's fine. She's fine. Oh, It's a girl. So sweet. So this next moment, it's super corn. Yeah. But I absolutely love it. It's great. We have a slow-mo moment happening. Very long slow-mo. <laughs> the exit from the hospital, and it seems like everything is fine. I'm like, wow, Ryan, you just had a blood. And they all got discharged at, at the, the same, same time. time. Never would have happened. Ooh, sorry, sorry, guys. We sorry. got into the red there. But we, we have Ryan, Seth, Kirsten, Sandy. They meet with Summer, Pancakes, Veronica, Everyone's Taylor. putting their arms around each other. Julie, Frank, Caitlin. They're all Literally greeting each other. Our entire cast. 
And what I absolutely loved, and I don't know if you saw this one, but Sandy kisses Julie on the cheek. Which yeah. for some reason that got me more. Oh, well, because it's like they've been through a lot of shit. I know. These last, especially four years. And so she's really family to them. I know. I really loved it. I really, really loved it. Yeah. We then did you see though Kirsten and Summer wearing like these high ass boots? No, and they've been like walking, especially a pregnant woman. You're really walking around these boots. Well, I mean, like the heel is this big. It's funny too because you know, as we do our segments, we have fashion. Like it's the same fashion. From yeah, last I week. don't have much. I don't have anything really <laughs> yeah. because we already talked about it mm-hmm. last episode. Uh, we then see because it's morning time, so we see Daryl get to the car, but and- he sleeps in it. <laughs> He unlocks it. He's like, sweet. He throws his possessions in the trunk. He's so happy. Yeah, because what are the chances he's going to get that? I mean, maybe someone can fix the tire for him. And But now it's just like kind of a stationary yeah, home. It's his home. Yeah. So we see the Coens. <sighs> they, they're driving to their house. On the outside looks perfect. Looks perfect. Pristine condition. And they're all talking about how, well, we can't wait to shower even though the water will be cold. Sandy's like, it's all good. I'm going to fire up the grill. Yeah. We're just happy to be together. Happy to be home. Happy to be together. They enter the house and the uh, inside is completely destroyed. Yeah. There's a hole in the roof. Like you can see the out- outdoors. Yeah. And there's a pelican. And a pelican just sitting in the middle of the living room. But Sandy's like, oh my God. Yeah. This is awful. And that's, that's where it ends. closes, right? Yeah. So powerful seeing the Cohen house just completely destroyed and so sad that the outside looks so pristine and then you walk in and there's just there's you can't do anything about it so did you remember this episode uh i mean i remember this sort of happening and then the more an after dark that we talked about it the more i did remember but no 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 huh? not a lot that i remembered like the whole Blood Brothers thing? No, I didn't remember any of that. I didn't remember Pancakes was hurt, Veronica. Yeah. I really didn't remember any of it, which I'm glad because I watched it almost like fresh eyes yeah. and it was really like overwhelming and sad and I cried a lot. Like I watched this behind closed doors. Randy was like working out in the other room and I just like cried and cried and cried. <laughs> pathetically over just like random things you know things that were really sweet uh or things that just that caught me off guard like veronica saying i love you like that stuff like that and i really i really enjoyed it it was a really heavy episode though and sets you up for the finale so i know oh my god yes yeah it's a good i mean it's a great penultimate episode they usually are good they're usually full of drama and things that you know, big things that happened. Yeah, so yeah, for sure. They definitely, they definitely did that. It's good. So we're gonna take a short break. We're gonna come back with Dom and Simon. Oh, I'm so excited from the Mighty Nineties and the Ravens podcast. I'm really excited to talk to them about this episode. Last time we spoke to Simon, he wasn't a huge fan of Seth, which understandable. But this is a huge growth moment for Seth. Totally, lots of good Seth moments in the episode. Lots so. of good ones. So I'm excited to hear what they say. 
Previously on One Tree Hill. I'm Simon and I love One Tree Hill. And I'm Dom and I've never seen One Tree Hill. Join us on The Ravens, a One Tree Hill podcast as we cover One Tree Hill in its entirety, episode by episode. Where Simon takes me on a voyage of discovery to One Tree Hill. We're spoiler free. So if you're a first time viewer of One Tree Hill or a seasoned pro, we've got you covered. You can find us on all podcast platforms and at ravenshoops.net. You just became a raven. Welcome back from break. Liz and I are now joined by Dom and Simon from the Mighty 90s and Ravens podcast. Guys, welcome to Let's Talk OC. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. This is awesome. We're so excited. We absolutely enjoyed being on the Ravens podcast to discuss One Tree Hill and the Mighty 90s to discuss Clueless. But for our listeners who don't know who you guys are, please explain what you guys do, who you guys are, a little bit about the Ravens, a little bit about the Mighty 90s. Yeah, so we started with the Mighty 90s, which is a look back at TV and movies that Dom and I grew up with. So Dom and I have known each other since we were about three years old uh, over here in the UK. And then more recently, we embarked on a journey into raven's history into one tree hill uh i am uh, a veteran of one tree hill and this is my fifth time watching through where dom has never seen one tree hill and uh we keep it spoiler free and we sort of go through episodically listen to his predictions and his predictions can be completely wild or they can be very much on point but he knows nothing so it's uh it's great fun we go into great detail some of our episodes have spanned like two and a half hours of us just going into characters and Keith and how much we hate certain characters and love other ones. Uh, So yeah, it's a really good time. And yeah, it's kind of, you know, partly inspired by uh, Tree Hill Talk and, you know, other, uh, well, we, we see that there's only two one tree hill podcast well free we'd like to think of ourselves as the trilogy you know but uh you are your part absolutely (laughs) so yeah and uh yeah it's a lot of fun are you enjoying it dom i'm loving it Uh, the great thing for me is that i can turn up to the one tree hill podcast with absolutely zero prep (laughs) other than having watched an episode uh and i've seen 11 episodes now so I'm, i'm working my way up uh, with, however, with the Mighty 90s, slightly different. I have to turn up with a lot of prep and a lot of information. Mm-hmm. So um, I get the best of both worlds. So really enjoying yes. it. It's fantastic. We know that life <laughs> as of Michelle doing Let's Talk OC each week. She's the one who has to hone in and do all of the prep. And same with Gossip Girl. I do that. So we totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really enjoying the Ravens, the Ravens and... I love hearing Dom's thoughts. The latest episode I was listening to, I was like, man, I miss being a newbie so <laughs> bad too. with One Tree Hill. <laughs> yeah. I miss making my predictions. And I just loved your perspective. I know this isn't a One Tree Hill podcast. We will get to OC, I promise, guys. <laughs> but how much you enjoy Brooke, because Liz and I were not into Yeah, Brooke. it took us a long, long, long time. <laughs> so I'm just really enjoying your perspective. And you guys are great. So, yeah. You guys really go into in-depth um, well, conversation. It's, so good. it's such a fun show to talk about. Yeah. Can I thank you? Uh can I can I just ask, is uh how how old roughly were you when you were doing Tree Hill Talk? Because I we've kind of flip-flopped, or I have anyway, of my perspective of some of the characters. Like I think I probably wouldn't have liked Brooke as much 
when I was a bit younger and certain characters they it kind of changes as you get a little bit older so what sort of age you have to say specifically I also realize it's incredibly rude to ask a woman her age and I just no that's okay like late 20s early 30s yeah I think um we started the show it was in 2016 so I was 26 and I was 28 and she was 28 and Ingrid was 27 right so and Ingrid was the one who has seen it and so even her perspective watching it as a teen then watching it as an adult completely changed and us watching it as an adult was really it was like Brooke she was really hard for a long time for us so but like you guys were saying it's hard and even with watching any teen drama or any show in general when you know how the characters turn out right, and then too. you go and rewatch the series which Dom if you go back and rewatch you'll probably have a different perspective like oh, okay it's almost like you feel differently about them and that's even going into the OC Simon last time we spoke you were not a fan of Seth and this episode I feel was a very strong Seth he had a lot of strong moments so yes. what did you guys think of this episode uh well well <laughs> well 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 uh I oh brother <laughs> no shall, it, shall I go first don't hold back don't hold back yeah, please let's, don't let Dom, I'm gonna yeah Dom Dom can go first and I'll follow his lead go ahead Dom okay so I'll be I'll be honest I, I haven't watched the OC for a very very long time so since I was at university so that's going back a while uh and it was it was all right it was I hadn't actually ever got up to this episode before so it was nice to see these characters like back again and kind of trying to work out what the development was and read a bit more about the series and what had happened in the previous series. Uh, so it was quite good to see like Seth is still like being his usual sarcastic sort of self. Um, and I really enjoyed the sort of the premise of a like, kind of a disaster movie kind of episode, which is how it, how yes. it sort of seemed to me and his. The whole um, zombie thing was brilliant, <laughs> and everyone yeah, I love that too. Everyone caught on with it as well. So it yeah. started being a oh yeah, you think there's going to be a zombie evasion, and then it was and it sort of spread between everyone else, which uh, I thought was actually really good touch on the episode. Yeah, I Simon. <laughs> <laughs> what I, I actually feel like I have a bit of a unique perspective on this because so we spoke on our Clueless episode um, about I'd watched the first seven or eight episodes of uh, the OC with the idea of watching the entire four seasons just for this one episode of this podcast that we're on now to have as much context so as sweet. possible. Yeah, it was a good idea. It didn't pan out, but the <laughs> but. Uh, but so then jumping from like season one, episode seven or eight to, you know, like the penultimate part of season four, it was interesting to see like the the production difference. Now, I don't know if this was just, you know, something that I'm picking up on, but it seemed like the production value was better in season one, like the actual cinematography than it was at the end of season four. Um And actually some of the... And I don't know, again, if it was just for this episode, there's a lot of like shaky camera movements, like I know because it's earthquake, yes. but also in between those sections, it was a lot of like handheld stuff. And uh I don't know, it just, it. I, I really loved the OC when I was younger, like I've watched it twice all the way through, but I haven't watched it since I was maybe 22, 23 years old. And that's like, you know, over 10 years ago now, shamefully. Uh But, but it's... um 
it's difficult to watch this and then watch One Tree Hill. And now this is going to sound really like, I don't know how this is going to sound, but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I, it kind of shows the difference in a bit of quality, I think. Ugh. <laughs> Why? Don't feel bad about saying that. This is the best part of doing these podcasts is the discussion and the different perspectives and feelings when it comes to show. Like, imagine, like I said, I even said this when on Tree Hill Talk. We always say, like, imagine if I was like, yeah, this is so good. Every episode is so, so good. These characters, this, no, this is, it's yeah. unrealistic. Like, this is real. So I so appreciate the feedback. So don't even, whatever, and we're going to get into questions and comments. Like, please be your true, 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 like, play it on. Right. Like, you got stuff to say about Seth. You say that <laughs> stuff about Seth. <laughs> well, the- and I can, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I can vouch that this episode was shot completely different from the rest of the show. Correct. So, yes, you are when the way you were envisioning it and seeing it is not how the rest of the show is. Yeah. Just to give you a little like Yeah, it's very know. dark, it's shaky. Yeah. It was done on purpose for the effect theme of the episode. So yeah. Yeah, that that makes sense. I mean there there was a lot of stuff I did like about it. Um Sandy pretty much consistently through is uh is just a great character in my opinion. Love him. And um, and I really like Ryan as well. He was good. I like Taylor. I the the bits that I wasn't so fond of were things more like everything that happened in the ice cream store. Um, and some of that pulls into what we discussed on our Clueless episode when we decided it's not a g- the shallowness. The sh- right the makeover. Yeah, this is also it's dating it very much. I mean, this was two thousand and seven. Not that it was any less wrong but yeah we we mentioned that when we were summing up the episode that we didn't like that portion of it like why did we have to take his glasses off his glasses are great we don't why are we shaming that so that that annoyed me too yeah Yeah. nice nice all right so let's get into our questions and comments we're going to start with emails this week because we had a flood of emails nice our first email is from our girl tish Letitia. she brings the tea Sorry, guys. We do this every week. Okay. Letitia says, when Seth offers the Range Rover to Daryl in exchange for the cart, he mentions that the axle might be broken. In season one, the escape, when the four make their trip to Mexico, the axle also breaks and they have to spend the night in a shabby motel. Oh, look at that. In this episode, we find out that Julie used to sing Night Moves to Caitlin when she was a child. In season one, The Heartbreak, the same song was playing in the background when Julie and Luke began their affair. Ew, really? (laughs) This song also plays in Luke's car after he sees Caleb propose to Julie in the proposal. Wow, I didn't realize how much uh, meaning this song had to the show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 91 was shown on the birthday cake with a 9 and 1 candle in the ice cream shop when Julie and Caitlin were singing. This is in reference to the episode number. The Night Moves is the 91st episode of The O.C. Oh, wow. They didn't reach 100? No. Nope. Oh, well. When the Coens returned to their house after the earthquake, the exterior of the house was from season one because Sandy's BMW in the driveway, which he hasn't driven since season one. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good job. <laughs> Some comments. She says when Summer and Seth were riding on the bike, it gave her major season one throwback vibes when Marissa was riding on the front of Ryan's mm-hmm. bike. I love the moment when Seth and Ryan got super meta about the past four seasons and referenced people and events from over the course of the show. 
I thought it was kind of dumb of Ryan to not tell Taylor he was hurt. Yes. I get it. He was trying to protect her. But still, like, what's he going to say when he gets at the hospital? So, by the way, a glass punctured my back. I'm fine, but I'm in the hospital. <laughs> yeah, that bothered me a lot. Yeah. She's going to find out eventually, especially they all ended up at the hospital. Right. I know. Uh, questions. When Which pairing would you have wanted to be stuck with? Ryan and Seth, Summer and Taylor, Veronica, Julie and Caitlin, or Sandy and Kirsten. She says Seth and Ryan. She would have loved to discuss those meta moments and be like, hey, Ryan, remember that time you gambled away all of Seth's bar mitzvah money? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so which pairing would you guys like to have been a part of? Is it Summer and Taylor? I think I would pick Summer and Taylor. Looking for pancake seems quite uh, mm-hmm. like a fun little journey. Um, going through vents and things like that seemed quite exciting. Yeah. And just just the opportunity to fire a flare gun at, <laughs> yeah, at someone's parent. Right? <laughs> Especially Veronica. She's something Especially else, that one. Veronica. So. Yeah. Well, I would say that because Pancake reminds me of someone called Chester that I know. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I think I would say Seth and Ryan because, yeah, that seems that I actually remember those moments from my first watches. And I seem to have it in my mind that uh, Ryan was like holding Seth, like, you know, like how... Uh, a groom would hold a bride like going over the threshold but i think that's actually that's early on isn't it that's ryan carrying marissa or something in like tj yeah. or something that's hysterical <laughs> that so yes that is hysterical Liz, which pairing um i'm gonna go julie and caitlin so i can eat all that ice cream Ooh, nice. yeah i think that one was the least stressful one <laughs> yeah so least stressful that one too Tish says, for Dom and Simon, what made you get into the OC? How many times have you seen it? What's your favorite season? And do you prefer Ryan and Taylor or Ryan and Marissa? Oh, throwing the hot questions. Firstly, wow, we have questions. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. That's awesome. Dom, you go first. Okay. (laughs) Brutal honesty (laughs) moment is that I've not watched all of it. I've only watched uh, probably the first season and the second season kind of all the way through and then bits of the rest. Uh, so my viewing of um, the Night Moves episode was the first time I'd seen it. Oh, wow. Um, and I think my, my memories of Marissa were always a bit... Is it Marissa? Yeah. Is it Marissa? Just a picture. <laughs> always a bit... Um, That's her, her she name. She used to frustrate me a little bit. So I think I'd probably pick Ryan and Taylor. So you don't really know Taylor as a, a character then? Not, not brilliantly because well. Because she comes in season three. Yeah. So I've, yeah. I've only seen bits of her. And uh, from what I saw of her today, she seems quite very energetic. She has a, like a yes. panic bag um, for the coming she's apocalypse. A lot. <laughs> um, and I think she's well prepared for those zombies. So brilliant. uh so i've seen it twice once so i used to work in blockbuster uh yeah blockbuster right of course you did yeah yeah uh so i worked in blockbuster when i was a student and i remember rent you get used to get free rentals which was the best and you could get 10 a week which is insane you can't get through that many that is a lot yeah and then even if you went over your 10 you would just like use somebody else's account that worked there as well so you could get loads but i used to rent so yeah so i remember renting the oc box sets there and then watching them i really liked it 
And then I watched it again when I'd moved in with my girlfriend, who is now my wife. And yeah, I so I've seen it twice. I most what I like most about it was that Amazon then recommended me to then buy One Tree Hill for, <laughs> for buying it. So it holds a special place there as a stepping stone. Uh but <laughs> uh but this yeah, and then I watched a little bit to try and, you know, catch up. And I still like it. I think if One Tree Hill didn't exist, I'd like it more. Um so, you know, uh, and then my favorite I like season. Oh, season. Um, the first season, I think is good. I like the whole first episode. I stole a car, you know, smoking at the end of the driveway. Yeah, it's classic. Man, that bad boy. Do you prefer Ryan and Taylor or Ryan and Marissa? I think Ryan and Marissa. Even though it's kind of like the tragedy that it's constantly so much drama, I think that's kind of what I think of when I think of the show. So, yeah. I have a question about Marissa's character. Now we're very, and obviously speak as honest as you want to. Michelle and I watching it with older eyes have really grown to appreciate Marissa's progression and her entire storyline. Granted, there are a lot of naive things that she has done on the show, but watching it as a 20-something-year-old male at that point in your life, did you like her character did you dislike her character because the consensus as far as our guy friend group goes is they don't like marissa dom do you remember? from from the, <laughs> from the bits that i remember of marissa i was never a fan so i remember watching it thinking this is just just not my cup of tea at all and mm-hmm. tea is important over here <laughs> so. <laughs> that's so true <laughs> we're sure yeah i i remember being indifferent I think about her um when I first watched it and then I think I mentioned this on our clueless episode that someone spoiled it for me that that she dies um before I'd even got to that point and that really upset me and I remember being yeah I can imagine and I remember not only upset about being spoiled but also upset that her character died because you may not like the character but she didn't deserve death you know so um but I think watching it this time more recently or those first few episodes, I think with an older perspective, you can see that actually she doesn't have a very good home life, really. Um, and yeah, she's got loads of money and nice house and all of that stuff. But it doesn't mean that she's happy, you know, and she actually feels a bit like a bit of a tortured soul sort of situation. Uh, so I I think I'd like her more this time round and can kind of... Not to say that I can empathize, uh, but I can, uh, maybe that's the right word. I can't remember which one. You can empathize with her situation, definitely. definitely. Yeah, Yeah. so I would be pro. I'd be pro. Is this what, and I used to love Seth. He was my favorite. Um, And it's actually this time that I find him a bit more annoying. And it's actually mainly, I think, because of seeing that interview that he's not really into the show. I think that's what bothers me about it so it's probably not even because he's actually a really good actor i think um so yeah yeah he does a great seth but as i said uh when we were was it the clueless episode that seth is really rough for me this this rewatch even from day one where you know you kind of get to know his character a little bit and he's a lot and then just like the progression of his character 
it was really hard for me to watch. But in season four, I feel he has definitely mellowed out a bit. I'm liking him more. But I agree. Like the first time I watched it, I was like, Seth is so funny. He's the comic relief. He's adorable. Look how much he loves Summer. But now I'm just like, just, shush, 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 please, <laughs> just give me a second to process this, Seth. Like you're talking too much. <laughs> And almost kind of how I feel about Taylor in the last three episodes, which really upsets me. But All right. Thank you so much, Tish. Moving on to Anna. She says, I really enjoy Seth helping Ryan since most of the times it's in the contrary. Right. And it's one of my favorite scenes was with Ryan and Seth thought it was really cute when Seth told Ryan that they're blood brothers. Yeah. Question for Dom and Simon. She says, I also listened to their podcast about One Tree Hill and the one about movies, <laughs> including the Clueless episode. <laughs> How do you relate the uh, the two shows, OC and One Tree Hill? How would you relate them? Well, firstly, thank you for being a listener. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> secondly, thank you for allowing us an opportunity to talk about One Tree Hill. So, <laughs> no, I'm, j- no, I'm joking. Uh, shameless. Me. Absolutely shameless. No, Spoiler, there's more of that coming, so just uh, keep, keep oh that excited. Oh my goodness, really? <laughs> uh, go on, Dom. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with it then. <laughs> All on me now. Um, we've talked about this slightly before, where our, the kind of perception of the OC is um, a different sort of society and class, because you've got the, the richer side of the scale, and then you've got One Tree Hill where you've only got one family that really kind of hold that power whereas in the OC it's kind of a lot of people there's only one character really in the OC that I see is not really having that and coming from a more humble background shall we say um in Ryan uh but then with One Tree Hill it's kind of everyone's kind of got that humble comfortable background and then we've got the half of the Scott family shall we say that hold all the power in the town so that's kind of how I view the differences is that Yes, money money's the difference, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's a great point. Yeah. Is it wrong that I feel so proud of Dominic right now? <laughs> so proud. No, like, you should be so, so proud. proud. This is how Michelle feels when we have people that decide they truly love the OC, and she's like, "Yes, it's my baby. I love this show." It's my and goal she just in life to... is to just influence people no. on the OC and exactly. change their thoughts on Marissa Cooper. Exactly. Well, we're there with you on Marissa, but I I want to see if Dom is brave enough to tell you what he texts me about <laughs> after watching the episode. Which bit? The, the bit? The earthquake? No. <laughs> the bit he said about what you felt you needed to do as a as a cleanser. Oh, I felt a bit dirty after watching this episode. I felt like I cheated on One Tree Hill a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I mean, because I you're it. in the realm every single week of One Tree Hill. I can't even imagine... I mean, right now we do that with Gossip Girl, but those shows are so on the spectrum different. Like we've we've always said, this Gossip Girl is on another level of dramatic and ridiculousness. It's ridiculous. Um, but it's hard for me to even compare Wondery Hill and The OC because I feel like they are nothing besides being a teen drama and having teen focus. They're nothing. They're nothing alike at all. So I can imagine you being like, "Wow, I'm watching this." really weird version of a teen drama which you don't watch you watch one tree hill every week so i understand that it's different yeah uh she also wanted to know if you guys had one favorite character on the oc of all time 
My, Your turn. My, mine would be Sandy, I think. I really liked him in my original watches as well. Um, and I was waiting to bring this up uh, for, to Dom as well. Is that Dom, you see Sandy, you see Kirsten, Kristen, Kirsten. Kirsten? Ki- Kirsten. Kirsten, neither of them. Are you going to say your mom and dad? <laughs> They're my parents. Yes, you're close. They look like my parents. Oh, really? They do? Yeah, That's so sweet. they do. Isn't it great? Dan and Deb in One Tree Hill. That's my parents there. And then you've got in the OC. They're my parents. So we got Ryan and Sam. Well, I have to say, I think Sandy and Kirsten are a better couple to be your parents than Dan and Deb. No offense. (laughs) But that is funny that they they kind of, you know, you could imagine those actors, those four uh being going for like auditions for those same roles yeah, they fit the same definitely. archetype don't they right yeah it's so true and even not to bring this up again but gossip girl the two parents look that like exactly like that too dark hair and the other one's blonde so yeah they're very similar yeah. god uh, dom do you have a favorite character uh i think seth and he's just general i always tend to pick a character that has sometimes a bit of a bad attitude but very sarcastic. I normally, I normally <laughs> favor an older, wiser character, but I've gone for young and sarcasm on this one. Um, and I think Ryan has kind of Lucas affliction in that they're similar. <laughs> yeah. And I really don't like Lucas, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Dom is oh, so that's pissed. so fun. <laughs> so pissed. For Simon. So, so uh, Dom, do you remember Caleb? Uh, no, not very well. Oh, Kirsten's okay. dad, Caleb, was yeah, kind of like an like old... the he, good guy, No, though. he wasn't good. Yeah. He was just a nasty older man, <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, thank you, Anna. Moving on to Lisa. She says she loved how Seth kept his cool, and Sandy taking control over this situation, keeping people se- safe, was a major thirst level yeah. for her. Yeah. <laughs> Question, does anyone think it was weird Frank's phone worked to call Sandy, but he didn't get Julie's message until later? Yeah, that was a bit weird. I know, just to create the drama. Of course. Right? Then she says, side note, so Lisa is going through Tree Hill Talk for the first time, and she says, it's funny how the Dan meter goes away on Tree Hill Talk. It must be obvious where I currently am. So we... I used to create a Dan meter to see how shitty Dan would be. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so glad when people reference that meter because I forgot we did that. Yeah, same. There's a lot of stuff on Tree Hill Talk that I forget we did. And people years later remind us. I'm like, oh, <laughs> don't remember that. But thanks yeah. so much. <laughs> but the Dan meter, I obviously remember. Right. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> Sophie. She says the end scene of this episode always makes her cry. The block party song and just seeing them all together walking out gets me. I think that's why I and maybe others feel like season four is my favorite after season one, of course, because I love the dynamic of everyone. And there's not many side characters getting between them like two and three. Hmm. I do wish we got more seasons and I mean more scenes of Julie, Caitlin, Summer and Taylor living in the house because that girl squad is iconic. I know. Not really a lot there. Yeah. Uh, A lot of our listeners, I mean, of course, Liz and I said this too, like the last scene of them walking out. Well, one of the last scenes of them walking out of the hospital in slow-mo. It's super corny. (laughs) So corny. (laughs) We get that. But for people who, you know, we've been talking about like major cry. And I love the perspective of like you haven't seen the show in a while. And then this is your first time watching the episode. Uh, 
did you feel that emotion? Because I remember watching One Tree Hill for the first time. There were certain scenes where people like were overly emotional about. I'm like, yeah, no, these aren't my people, so like I don't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, but then towards the end, well, no, that's different. But yeah. like certain moments, I'm like, yeah, like Gossip Girl. There's certain oh. things where people are crying. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't feel anything for these people. <laughs> Cold heart over here. Cold heart and snake. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go first on this one before Simon trashes it. Um. <laughs> oh. I'm not gonna trash it. I feel when they were walking out together, it was their moment of saying, this is our last scene altogether. Uh, yeah. We're not, not going to have any moments together. Even though there's another episode to come, it kind of felt like right, right. we need to say goodbye to each other and our characters kind of need to say goodbye to each other. And this is the almost the perfect way to do it. Um, so we kind of leave this building together, um, kind of showing our unity, really. Even though, like, I've heard from you guys that they – didn't particularly enjoy it or enjoy making the program, but it's kind of their way of signing off all together. And then I assume the next episode, which I will go and watch to find out how it all ends, um, they kind of sign off their characters individually or in their little families. I'm intrigued to see uh, what you think of the finale episode since you've never seen it. (laughs) I'll have to watch it and then I'll I'll ping you guys an email and go, this this is what I think. Please let us know. Definitely. Please do. I, I actually have have two points. The the first one being, I I actually like that scene. I I feel like I got it. I it didn't make me like emotional because the you know I haven't sort of been through the journey, but I didn't think it was bad by any means. And I think, uh, like you just said, that sometimes on the first watch you're kind of processing things and seeing where they are, and then when you watch, I've said this on um when we're talking about One Tree Hill, the first time I watched it through, it's like, yeah, I liked it, enjoyed it. It was actually the second time that it became more impactful for me because it was like, well, I know what's going on. I'm sort of comfortable with everything. And then it feels more emotional um, in certain times. So I completely get that. And I imagine if you'd gone through every episode that you would feel those emotions. And then the other thing I was going to say is I won't talk about it, but I can I can remember how it ends, the finale. And I remember always thinking that it's a pretty much perfect ending, that it ends yeah. pretty much perfectly. I, I mean, maybe I actually think One Tree Hill probably even steals a little bit from it, from the OC ending, I'd say, potentially. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. A little bit, yeah. just in terms of how. A little bit. You know, mm-hmm. right, right, yeah. Which mm-hmm. I th- can't wait to kind of discuss. Obviously, Dom has to close his ears. But <laughs> well, no, that's. Okay. <laughs> uh, thank you, Sophie. Jillian says listening to Taylor ramble while Ryan is clearly in immense pain annoyed me so much. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the show is making me dislike her as the series winds down. Give him a better love interest. You can't go from the caliber of Marissa and Teresa to this. Ryan not being able to tell Taylor he's hurt is a red flag. Oh, she bringing that tea, Jillian. Well, the thing is, like, Taylor, <laughs> I don't, I, oh, Yeah, man. she, she she's bothered me again in this, this episode. I know. It really upsets me because I, I loved her first watch. I know. It's, it it's tough. <laughs> she says, Seth and Ryan are the real OTP of the series. Hell yeah. Ryan knows Seth was the person who would do anything to help him. The retrospective of people whom Ryan punched in the face made me smile. I feel like Seth was trying to remind Ryan how strong he is. And Seth trading a $70,000 car for a shopping cart. And Seth trying to use the tools. And Seth donating blood. And Seth covering for Ryan. Seth and Ryan had me feelings this week. Yeah. 
I love I love their relationship. I do too. Caitlin eating ice cream from a giant tub is a total mood. Yes. How are we supposed to believe she's not doing well in school when she uses phrases like existential metaphors? I know. I think it's because she doesn't care about school. She she's doesn't. a very smart girl, but she doesn't care. I know. Like Caitlin in school in the past episodes, we see her failing. She doesn't care, but like she obviously she's smart. She's a very smart girl. It's like she's typical teenager who just doesn't want to be there. But thank you, Jillian. Moving on over to Instagram. Lexi at Lexi Silverberg blog says she loves Seth breaking the fourth wall in this episode, acknowledging that everyone wanted Ryan to punch Johnny when he said he could have squeezed another two years out of this, if only, (laughs) which I also love. That was really good because the scenes with Ryan and Seth talking about all the people Ryan has punched, talking about uh, who would he prefer, Donnie or Chloe, these were... So it's a fun thing as a watcher to see them reference things in the past. Right, right. And then the hospital, too, with Seth being like, oh, the body swap comedy would have been really funny if we could have got another two years out. It's like poking fun at themselves, which is super meta. This show does this all the time, and I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, She says she remembers when she watched at 16, and she just cried so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, The transitions and the wind blowing fading to black in this episode – was really well done as she feels. And then she feels that Ben was great in this episode. You could see the true pain on his face. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you, Lexi. Mike at Del underscore Vasto. How do you think Chad Lucas would have handled being in an earthquake if he was Ryan? (laughs) Says he can't remember if it was Dom or Simon who kept bringing up Chad on the Clueless podcast, so I thought I'd give him a reason to talk about Chad for a bit. It's Simon. Well, well, thank you very much. Firstly, there wouldn't be an earthquake because Chad would be able to just hold the earth together so it wouldn't shake. Oh, gotcha. So, you know. Totally. Disaster avoided right there. Uh, but they're, they're both actually really good actors, both uh, Benjamin McKenzie and Chad Michael Murray, in my opinion. So, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think it would have been, I don't know, though, actually, I think ben, Benjamin McKenzie, maybe it's hard to not see them in their roles, you know, as Ryan and as oh. Lucas, because <laughs> would be they brood slightly differently. You know, Ryan's more of like a sort of, very masculine brooding, you know, like I'm not going to talk about my feelings where Lucas would talk about his feelings. Yeah, that's so true. Oh, for sure. At yeah. length. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd write something. You know? Yes. He's very, um, he's very intuitive where I feel like Ryan is kind of like on like more surfaced. Yeah. With right. some things. Yeah. yeah. So I think there'd probably be those differences. He'd, he'd read some Steinbeck, you know, try and get some. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, great. It would be, it would have been amazing if they were still, if the OC ran a bit longer, if they could have somehow done like a crossover episode. Like I, I assume they were on different networks. It's hard because in the UK, I think they were both on E4 maybe is the network that we yeah. have here. But, I, but that's like a network because we're, I don't know, licensing American shows. They can all end up on the yeah. same network. It doesn't mean anything because we've just bought the right. rights to it or whatever. So were they on different networks in America? Yes. Yeah, yeah they were. So that would never have happened yeah. then. 
No. I know. In our dreams, though. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I have read some pretty funny fanfic of the two worlds. I should send it to you, Simon, because it's pretty weird and hysterical. Remember when we did that? We read the fanfic? Yeah, it was really great. Do you remember that one we read? Yeah. With Nathan and... Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) That's always fun. It was bizarre. Like, as a bonus episode, we did fan fictions and we had people... We found them. And there's just this whole world of combining the two. It's quite entertaining. But, uh, yeah. Uh, He, Mike, also asked, do we consider this episode a redemption for Veronica's character? She had a very different tune than Chrismica, but do you think this makes up for how horrible she no. was? No. <laughs> yeah, so Veronica's a pretty awful mother She's to an awful mother. She doesn't care about her kid. She wants to go on vacation. She's mad that her toe is going to be ugly. She's <laughs> she's an awful person. Just because she said I love you to her daughter one time, I don't think that's going to make a huge turnaround for their relationship. Yeah. You guys agree she's pretty awful, but do you think because she said I love you, she's better now? No, no. I think it's going to take more than that. Yeah, definitely. It's it's not redemption, but it's potentially a start. Right. It's a start for something. If they were to go on for many more seasons, maybe eventually. But still, she was just so awful. She's so (laughs) so bad. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Our last question and comments are from Vic on Instagram at MuseChick. She first says that she loved the Mighty 90s episode of Clueless, and she's so on board with a Friends discussion podcast. Woo-hoo. <laughs> it's going to happen. Hell I'm yeah. for that. She says, who would have thought the OC would predict The Walking Dead three years later? They kept talking about the zombie apocalypse, said zombies seven times. Oh, that's true. Uh, she says, I love Radiohead and was shocked the OC had one of their original songs. Veronica always reminded her of Victoria mm-hmm. from One Tree Hill. Mm. No. <laughs> it's okay, you know. Late, later to Someone? come for you, Dom. Okay. Later to come. Yeah, I can see uh, that. Taylor only... S- <laughs> Taylor only stood up to her mom in Alt World, even though she said, even though she's a bitch to her, Taylor's, Taylor's still worried about her, and the hospital scene was sweet. Yeah. Uh, so last week we talked about earthquakes, and I actually was curious if you guys have ever been in an earthquake. I, I was just listening to that earlier, your conversation on that. Um, I There was an earthquake here recently, wasn't there? Um, uh yeah i didn't didn't feel it though. yeah i didn't <laughs> didn't feel it no we we don't really have that sort of you no, know weather that, stuff here but i think the most we've ever had was we've had tremors but it's been felt because it's impacted like italy has been hit by earthquakes quite badly uh, over recent years and we feel kind of like the aftershocks of that but the most that ever happens here is like a roof tile will fall down uh, so we're we're really fortunate uh, that that doesn't happen. Right, that we're yeah. not sitting right on the edge of a tectonic plate, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she wants to know if you could take one character from the OC and bring them to One Tree Hill, who would it be? Ooh, that's a really good question. Who do we want? Who don't we want? Who would fit? Who would fit in that realm? Sandy would be cool to come over as like, <laughs> as like a lawyer, because like. 
you know, I don't know, there's some sort of lawsuit happening and he comes in, but you think, oh, he's going to be a douchey lawyer, but no, he's a good guy. And, you know, I'd love to see Sandy stood on the river court for some reason or Sandy versus Sandy versus Dan in some sort of showdown oh. would be awesome. And they both have <laughs> they both have perfect hair. So it's like, whose hair is better? A hair yeah. off. So true. I feel like from behind, you wouldn't even be able to tell who was <laughs> <No>. who. <laughs> well, Paul Johansson, he's just a big guy. He's a big guy, yeah. I don't he's know so if tall. Peter Gallagher is as tall. Did, did you guys get to interview Paul Johansson? We did not. No. And I heard you guys tease that. We, yeah, we... Well, <laughs> I sent him on Instagram uh, a clip of me and Dom freestyle rapping about <laughs> about Lucas and Nathan being half brothers and thinking... Oh my I goodness. just sent it to him because I thought, this is hilarious, um, in my own mind. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And he responded and was like... Um, <laughs> I said, I said, this is like, I said something like, hey, this is the sort of thing we talk about on our podcast. I'd love to have you on. And he was like, yeah, I'm down to come on. Um, and he said he's going to check his schedule. I didn't like press him because we're not really ready, I don't think, to have him on. Like, we need to yeah. go a bit further. But he follows us now. So um, that was pretty cool. But uh, I, I've, you've had all the heavy hitters um, from. Uh, we have never had Chad. Now, Chadley was, has not Chadley. made a face. We, do we call like, him Chadley. We do like to call him Chadley. Um, he did not make a presence on the pod, which is totally cool. He's the white whale. Neither did I, if, if we could get If we could get Chad on, and Dom really wants uh, Craig Sheffer as well, <laughs> Keith. Oh, he's such a sweet person. He's such a good guy. We, yeah, we have never, we didn't have him on. Yeah, we only we met him picture the with one him. time. But, yeah. Have you ever yeah. considered getting any of the OC cast? You know, this is such a, I am very, very, and here's just me speaking personally, like I am so bad asking, like I feel weird asking people to come on and I'm, I'm very bad at like making that first move. Mm. Not, I guess with people who are, are actors have been on uh, the shows we talk about and I don't know why I feel awkward and I keep having this inner monologue with myself, like it doesn't hurt to ask and you don't know until you ask. And that's with everything in life. So what do you have got to lose? Right. We've now. I have not reached on, and I'm like, we're we're getting to the. We're literally at the end. And I even thought about getting extras on. Like, how do I reach out? And that's. I just because obviously I want to talk about this show and the production of it and everything. Right. If any actor would want to come on and talk about it, I just. I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> your your podcast is so good. Like it's so. Like professional sounding has great structure to it. It's just great to listen to. It's funny. It's kind about the show. You know, it's obvious that you really, you know, you both have a lot of passion for it. Um, I think it, it puts people would want to come on and you're talking about something that they've worked on in a positive light. You know, it's only going to build more people watching it, you know, watching it back and everything. And, uh, and then, you know, it's going to help them get further exposure for future jobs and so it's only going to be a good look for them anyway so i'm sure you'd get a positive response to it you should just do it i almost want to do it for I you should, i want yeah. to do it on your behalf <laughs> yeah. and get them on your podcast if you can retweet it it's so sweet. <laughs> no it's true and I'm, and the thing is too i'm not even afraid of the no that's like i'm not even afraid of the no or right, the rejection right. because i totally get uh-huh. it it's just 
And I'm also not a procrastinator where I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing right. Like I'm that's just not how I roll. I don't know why I feel like there's this and and then I'm like, well, you know what? Everybody poops. We're all humans. <laughs> so we always say that. I always say that. Like when B- we were before in, all of our interviews, we're like, everyone poops. I'm we're good. Like, James Lafferty poops. <laughs> yeah, everybody poops. Everyone like, poops. You know. Chad, Chad <laughs> doesn't. And now when you Chad Lee, I'm no, sure Chad never. does not, but everyone else no. in the world but does. You're absolutely right. I know. I've been really thinking about this very, very much so where I'm like, Michelle, just just do it. Like Nike says, just do it. <laughs> but how how did you do your ones? Because you've got loads. So how did you do the ones at the conventions? Did you just ask them in person? Like you were more brave in person than you are on like email. Well, well we worked with uh, Friends with Benefits charity events. Oh, right, right, right. And we were very close with Raina. Yeah, so when we were doing Tree Hill Talk, we on our Patreon page, we did these One Tree Hill themed boxes each month which was so much fun, so much work, but so much fun. And uh, we worked with One Tree Hill merch, OTH merch, and her name is Raina, and we just had a relationship with her. And so she's the one who created the Friends with Benefits charity, along with many other people, great humans. And so when they were deciding to do these events, we were like, can we help you in some way? And she was like, yeah, please come. And then our second time there, she was like, I have all these interviews lined up for you. We're like, what? No. Yeah. And it was it was such a great experience. I'll never take that for anything. No, no, no. It was awesome. So grateful. There's it's amazing. Everyone, as you know, in that community, we say this literally all the time. We talk about One Tree Hill, but they love each other and they love their fans. So they were like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, and that, yeah, and Raina's wonderful too. And those yeah. interviews are awesome. I mean, I've listened to all of them. I think, um, yeah, really good, really good. Oh, thank you. Uh, Vic's last question. Well, actually, wait, hold on. Dom, who would you Dom, take? Dom, did you? Did I you didn't pick anyone. Who would no. you take? Uh, I, I was thinking about it the time we were sort of talking about that last bit. And I actually think I would take Seth to One Tree Hill. And he would fit quite nicely with Haley and her character. Um, yeah, I think yeah. so. Because all the rest are a bit like... Oh, I'm a bit sad about everything that's going on in my life, and oh, a bit drab. And let's read some Steinbeck, and you know, <laughs> let's write a poem or draw a picture about it, you know, something like that. Whereas I think he'd come in and just yeah. be like, "What are you lot doing? This is stupid." It's just uh, I think it not not that it is stupid, but he'd just add that extra weird, witty dynamic that kind of Haley brings to it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a great way of looking at it because yes, as you said, they're. Like Lucas and Peyton and Nate and like they're all kind of dark at this point, at least because they're angsty teenagers. But Haley, she's on like a little bit more of a lighter right. side. Uh, she adds that kind of quirkiness to it. So yeah, I feel like her and Seth would work really nicely. There was, there was a fanfic where I think Brooke was going to vacation in the OC and became friends with Summer. Yeah, that makes so much that sense. Would work. That works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would work. That works. <laughs> that right? totally works. Yeah. Uh, Vic's last question. Do you have a kit for any kind of emergency? Only, only in the back of my car. So if I break down or a flat tire or anything like that, I can, I, I can do what they did uh, with their Land Rover. Right. Oh, yeah. Change the tire. If they're very expensive car, no, maybe we should. We often joke that if um, the Walking Dead happens, that this office is really well locked down and protected, 
and there's a there's a store over there. So I'm saying the contents of that store would be in here and we'd be fine. <laughs> nice. So, That's awesome. You have a, you have we've a got, placement. We've got a plan. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't have, like, no. I'm, I'm never like a doomsday thinker. So Yeah, same. I don't have a lot of canned goods or water stock. No up. bunker in the backyard. No. We're, we're, we're no, going to regret that one day. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, thank you, everyone, who sent in your questions and comments. We're going to get into our little segments. Music in this episode, we had Radiohead, Rock Hills Kid, Sufjan Stevens, Silver Sun Pickups, and Block Party. You're a big Block Party fan. Or like, Ant, Ant likes Block yeah. Party, right? And Sufjan Stevens. Love him. Uh, so we've been keeping a smile counter this episode for Ryan, as we know he's very brooding. and Michelle's been keeping a smile I've been pretty much keeping it. We made joke of it in the beginning of season Four, our listener Vic inspired us to do it. I had three smiles. I didn't count it. I was too oh, involved in the episode this week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then we usually talk fashion, which <laughs> the fashion was pretty much the same, the same from as last, last week, week. <laughs> because this episode picked up right where we started. I did note I liked Seth's black jacket. I like Summer's. Um, she had some sparkly eyeshadow that I saw. Oh, look and at you. Blue. I wrote. Blue, blue peacoat. No, it's Julie's peacoat. Julie's blue peacoat. <laughs> blue, blue peacoat. Yeah. And I liked Veronica's vest with the fur. She wasn't in last week's episode. She was so. not. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Uh, some quotes. Did you guys have any memorable quotes from this episode? Uh, my favorite was the um, Seth's quote when he's given blood and saying that this could have been a, a two-year extension a on, buddy swap. on the show. That, yeah. I, I really like that. What a great little touch and almost like, Poking the bear. Kind of. <laughs> I have I have quite a few. So, uh, zombies. That was my first thought too. That really cracked me up. Maybe I should pedal. You look a little tired. <laughs> I like that one. Simon. I liked. Um, she doesn't drink much milk, so maybe her bones are brittle. <laughs> that was my next one. That was my next one. <laughs> I have Kirsten. There is nothing sexier than your husband calming an angry mob. <laughs> I loved shifty looks, finishing each other's sentences like they're composing a lie on spot. Totally normal for them. <laughs> Gary, best earthquake ever. How about all the people you've punched in the face since you came to Newport? Uh, Ryan, that's weird because all of a sudden I have the strange urge to listen to Death Cab and read comic books. Same. That was a good one. Until sandal season. Until sandal season. Yeah. What was that about? Because that was uh, Veronica. <laughs> of oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> wait, wait, what did I write? Sometimes I don't even, I watched this episode three days ago, so I don't even remember who said these. <laughs> did you have any more quotes, guys? No, that, that, that one from Ryan about the comic book one, I like that one. Yeah. I, I liked it when the yeah, girls screamed in the attic when they saw the skeleton. Oh, Uncle Alistair? Yeah, Uncle Alistair, <laughs> yeah. Uncle Alistair. And then it's like, why is he called that? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, and then Lisa, she said she loved when Sandy said, I can't imagine anything worse than an empty nest. Mm-hmm. Anything you can do for that little baby, yeah. you do Aww. it. I know that was very uh, tugging at the heartstrings there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a Taylorism. Every week we pick our favorite Taylor quote. Taylor. 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 Ah, that Taylor. Liz? Oh. Uh, I liked she doesn't drink a lot of milk, so her bones are brittle. I don't know if anything struck out to you guys with Taylor this week, but if so, let us know. The torch radio 
it's got a compass. Oh, north is that way. I like, I like that. <laughs> uh, I had, there we go, locked and loaded, just like Mama likes it. <laughs> oh, I also liked, what, it's cold and shiny and feels so good when she's talking about the, yeah. I think that was my Taylorism. I didn't highlight it this week. I'm so unprepared. What? God, we're all good, guys. <laughs> Simon, did you have any specific just, just the brittle bone one was good, and the yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. That the milk comment really got me. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. Okay, so let's do our MVPs and shittiest. Do you guys have an MVP and shittiest for this episode? I struggled for a shittiest. My my MVP was Sandy because he managed to talk someone out or someone that potentially had a broken neck. He managed to talk them out of being seen next for his wife, which is brilliant. I mean, she's pregnant. This is important. But yeah, you know, he yeah, it was a passionate speech. Um, I liked it. And then later, that same doctor has enough time to X-ray a rabbit in the middle of an earthquake. Right? (laughs) Because that's normal. <laughs> we talked about this, too, uh, in the first half of the show. We're like, wow. Mm-mm. <laughs> the hospital's filled that with would not work. And Veronica, with her little, her little toe, toe, gets a bed. Please. She would be literally operated on in the wait, like the middle of the hallway. You if don't get that, a bed. If that. Does she need to be operated on? No, of course not. But like a bandage on it. Yeah. I had Sandy as my blue ribbon, but I picked the man in the neck brace for giving up his spot to Kirsten. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dom, do you have an MVP? Uh, the man in the neck brace was actually mine as well, which Woo! is such a selfless act. Nice. But I was so worried right. for the rest of the episode that he had his name called out and then they took it. Has he not got a slot now? Is he just going to sit there waiting? <laughs> right. So, That's so true. Right. Like, hopefully he got checked out after yeah. that. I know. <laughs> Uh, I chose Seth for stepping up to the plate and helping and saving Ryan. Lisa, Lexi, Vic, and Jillian also chose Seth as oh, this wow. week's MVP. Yeah, he was definitely like, I put a nod to him, like, oh, I liked you this episode. Yeah, Mike chose Frank. Frank, okay. Yeah, for going and It's very saving. rare we hear a Frank over I here. Know, so. <laughs> no. uh, shittiest. Who would like to name I have their to be first? honest, I don't have one. I don't have one either. Uh, yeah, I don't really have Veronica. one. Yeah, Veronica, Veronica, sure. Just for being a douche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, people who sent us list, Lisa, Jillian, Vic, they said Gary. Yeah, I was like, maybe Gary for lying about you them know, being stranded on a, an island. Right. But for being yeah. a, But we get it, too. Yeah, it's funny because for the last couple episodes, we have we're really struggling picking shitty character, like the shittiest. Right, moments. because now we're wrapping up the show. Everyone's generally on their best behavior, so we can't really give them that shitty award. Can yeah. Can I ask you a quick question? What What is next? Like, what are you gonna do? So you're gonna wrap up once you you know get to the end here, and then. What are you going to do next? Like, are you going to do a couple more OC related things? You like, you know, like DVD extras and stuff like that. And then are you then going to go into a different show or what? What's next? Yeah, yes and yes and no and yes. But um, we have a, a lot of bonus episodes that we're going to put out for everyone, like character development, favorite seasons. Like, a lot of people have sent us their type of ideas that they want to hear from us. So. Why not please the people and put that out for everyone to hear? 
But I mean, what else, Michelle? Well, <laughs> we still have Gossip Girl. Going. We still have Gossip Girl going on. We're uh, about six episodes away from the end of season three, so I think with we'll that, finish that, yeah, we're going to revamp that a little bit, and yeah. that's going to become more fun. And then we have ideas for the future, so TBD. On yeah, that. Have, stay tuned. Have you have? Yeah. Do you guys watch This Is Us? Yes, I, I, I could imagine that would be a really interesting one to podcast because um, it's got a lot of a lot of similar ish threads. Uh, not as in it's not a teen drama. I I don't want to say too much in case you end up covering it and I'm spoiling anything. But it's uh, do you, that's okay. I'm probably never going to watch it. <laughs> oh, it's a great show. I really like it. It's it's I so sad. Love it absolutely love it, and I. I cry every episode, but it's that good cry because it's amazing. Yeah, you should do it. I know. Maybe one. Maybe one day I will take your advice, Simon. <laughs> I don't like to force myself willingly to cry. I've talked about this a bunch before on all of our podcasts, but um, if I know it's sad, I will refuse to watch it because <laughs> I don't like to cry. I know, but willingly it's not cry. like the bad sad. It's like, no, I know. Oh, it's like a feel family. good family. It's it's sentimental. It's heartwarming. Even that, I'm just like, why? I don't want to have to cry. Yeah. But I get it. Everyone, my mom loves that show. Everyone loves that show. So, yeah. Well, thank you both for joining us for Yay! this week's discussion on the penultimate of the OC. I really appreciate, we really appreciate you guys coming on. And Definitely. we just, any excuse to like hang out with you guys and talk to you. <laughs> well, thank you so Is the best Ever. Well, thank you so much for having us. I think we feel honored to be involved uh, in in this podcast and to be at such like an important episode as well. Well, I was I was going to say we would love to to have you on a Ravens episode as well. It'd be really fun to. I mean, I it would be maybe it'd be it'd be good because even though you've covered it already, you'd be coming from the perspective of you both know about it, and then you can join in with me of poking fun at Dom for not knowing about it. It's great. Yeah. I would love to rewatch no. an episode or two or whatever <laughs> and like see it with fresh eyes being that I mean I've seen you guys are only on season 1. So I have seen season 1 twice. So it'll be like my third time. Can I just say watching that. Michelle, you look so happy at the prospect of poking fun at me. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. What I was going to say is as I'm I was waiting for Liz to finish cuz I didn't want to talk over her. Thank you. When I was, like I said, when I was listening to your your episodes, I'm like, man, I just want to talk Wintry Hill so <laughs> yeah, bad, and great. I miss being that newbie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I just want to talk about it with people who want to talk about it. It's right. hard talking with other people who like don't care, as you know. You you said it all the time, right? Like you finally found people to talk about. It's how I feel with OC, but uh, especially with Wintry Hill because. Man, it's and I want to go back and see like now I know about everyone. So now I want to see if my perspective has changed and maybe I'll be a little bit lighter yeah, and nicer. Especially come the end of the show, like last well, few Well, maybe seasons. I'll feel differently about Brooke. Right. Maybe first three watch uh second time it's around. Like so. Pick an episode, like email us and let us know an episode that's like remaining in uh season one. Uh and yeah, we'd love to have you guys on. Uh like but pick one that you know yeah. you think you'd think you would enjoy you know maybe a controversial one or something and uh okay. yeah that's a great idea 
I would absolutely love that. My favorite thing I always say is just talking TV. So, <laughs> yes, that sounds great. Uh, where can we find you guys? Where's the best way to listen? Well, uh, you can find us on our website, Patreon website, which is ravenshoops.net or on social media, Dom. Uh, at Ravens Podcast is one of them, and at the Mighty Nineties as well on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> perfect. Thank you so much, guys. Can't wait to discuss uh, Wintry Hill with you guys. Yes, and friends, and whatever and friends else, and whatever come. else that comes. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Really thank you so much for letting us be well. part of uh, of one of your podcast, uh, inviting us on, and just having the the connection that we've got. It's fantastic, and letting us join in on the penultimate episode of the OC. Well, big episode. I so know. It really means a lot. <laughs> I can't believe we're here. Thank you Wait, so much. Means a lot to us too. We hope you guys enjoyed our conversation with Dom and Simon. We love them. Uh, we we bond on such another like level with them. I feel like where I was saying it um, that we're sort of same story. Like Michelle and I grew up together, and they grew up together, and just that bond and connection. They just make for a good conversation, and so I I loved everything they have to say. Same, and I also feel like they are almost the male version of us yeah i think so too and i'm just super glad we made a connection with them and i really look at them as our online podcast friends yeah and we're so glad that you guys are listening to them yes that means so much to us and i'm I'm no i know it means so much to them too that we can share a community because that's why they reached out to us in general with the tree hill talk saying we're this you know it's the same community we want to just share the love for that show and we certainly love that show and they love that show and so why not Share the love everywhere. Exactly. Loved it. Uh, I believe, though, it is time for our patron of the week. Patron of the week. It's 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 patron of the week. So this week, I was really excited to honor this person because I've never honored her individually. Oh, and she's been reaching out to us more on Patreon. She's been uh, involved in our topic Tuesday, and she's been liking our post. Kiralee, hello, Kiralee, hi, our buddy um, from Down Under. We are so happy to have you for this long. And I called her kind Kiralee because she's just so sweet and genuine. And we're so glad that you've been reaching out and that you're still with us and that you're participating. So thank you so much. Thank you, Kiralee. Are you ready, Liz? No, I'm not. I am, but I'm not. I can't believe it. The thumbnail for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Adorable, first mm-hmm. of all, Ryan in a, mm-hmm. in a suit. But I was Did just you like, wow. Little- no, I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I'm my mm-hmm. heart. <laughs> okay. Here is your haiku for season four, episode 16. The end is not near. It's here. Wow. That's what they called it. <laughs> It's six months later, and decisions must be made. Here we say goodbye. Oh, I know. Uh, I can cry right now. It's really sad. Um, Okay, so obviously, six months later, we have the aftermath of the earthquake. So things are a little different. Granted, I don't exactly remember where everyone ends up in the six-month frame. Um, But... I am not looking forward 
to the end. I am and I'm not. Like, I, I am to see the final wrap of the show, what they do with it, say goodbye to our characters, even though that is sad. Um, but I'm still, you know, I'm excited for the future of this podcast with our bonus episodes. You guys will still reach out to us. People will still find us. We're excited to talk. Let's talk OC at all times, all all day. So uh, it's sad in that way. But also I am I'm just excited to watch the finale episode. I don't really remember much besides one scene or two scenes yeah. that are very, very brief. Yeah. So uh, I was saying to Aunt. That it feels like we just recorded season three finale. I know. I and feel like we just started this podcast. That's been to me, over like two years. It <laughs> feels longer, but yeah. I feel we just started season four. And he's like, well, you did. We did it's a because short it's season. a short season. So it's, I think also it's just the emotional, like leaving this podcast. And I felt this way with Trey Hill Talk. And it's just, totally. I don't want to say goodbye to our OC community. I don't want to say goodbye to this show. I'm like, when... Who am, who's left to influence? Right. Randy, is he my only hope? Yeah, no, you're not going to hope no. much. For that. <laughs> uh, uh, John's wife, Bridget. Yeah, she would probably be more into it than Randy, but. I just don't want to stop talking about this show, and it makes me sad, even though I love talking about old TV. So, but it, yes. everything needs to come to an end. Right. But like I said, I'm hopeful that people start their OC journey or start rewatching. And they're like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try and find an OC podcast, yeah. one that you know that resonates with them. And hopefully, it's this one. And if you've gotten this far, thank you so much. However, many years later or months later, this is. We're just glad that you want to talk OC. And so, please reach out to us, regardless of when you're listening, because always reach. Still, out. four years later, we're getting people who are just finding True Hill Talk and just knowing how much they're enjoying and want to yeah. talk about it is amazing. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everyone who submitted your questions and comments this week, your trivia points. Thank you always for everyone who reaches out on Instagram just to tell us and send us fun things, videos, yeah. songs, stuff that reminds you of the show. We so appreciate it. Thank you to Dom and Simon for joining us yeah. this week. Love discussing with you both about this penultimate episode. If you would like to submit your questions and comments, you can hit us up on all social media at Let's Talk OC. You can send us an email. Let's talk OC at gmail.com. We have a Patreon network. It takes three network.com is where you can see all the perks of our network. You get to meet lots of cool people. We don't yeah. want to be biased, but our community over there is pretty awesome. They're the best. We have lots of cool perks. We have a birthday club. Episodes go up a day early. We have Netflix parties for Gossip Girl. Yeah, fun stuff every Thursday. And on the 27th, we are having our live stream party. I'm so pumped for this. So we're going to have OC-themed cocktail that I'm going to prepare for Liz. I can send you the recipe if you would yeah. like. I'll post that on our Patreon. Oh, that's so fun. And we're going to do trivia. We're going to give away prizes. Mm -hmm. So again, you don't have to be a member of our Patreon network. Just a listener enough is wonderful. Yeah, we want to just thank all of our listeners. Yeah, so come join the fun. All that information is going to be on our Patreon network up for public. So again, don't have to be a member of Patreon. Just have to visit It Takes Three Network to receive the information over there. Yeah. Until next week for 416. The end. The end. We will see you next. After dark. After dark. After dark. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk.
because I'm just like, holy shit. We've lost all of our energy. We're sad now. But After Dark is coming to an end, too. I know. There will not be. Next week. Is there an After Dark? No. There's not an After Dark. Unless we want to like tease maybe a bonus episode we have in the works. I suppose we could do that. Maybe. We need to do that. We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) But this is like our first, or I'm sorry, our last official After Dark. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't believe it's here. Like, I can and I can't. Same. It doesn't feel real yet. No. I know. Uh, let's talk. Let's start with Anna. Anna, she says, now talking about the last couple of episodes, she thinks that Ryan does love Taylor, but it's a different kind of love that he felt for Marissa. Of course. Since she was his first true love. Mm-hmm. I believe that the writers could show us their relationship growing in a slower way. I believe that they made things really fast being difficult for the public to believe that his love and for us to cheer for him. Right. I No, I get that. Totally. Yeah. Uh, She agrees that we could, she agrees with us saying they could have broke up some of the years so they could be together later. Mm -hmm. Uh, About Seth and Summer's relationship, she gets and understands that after so many years together, their romance would be kind of monotonous and without some new things happening. But I really miss seeing cute scenes of them being romantic and silly, just like the first seasons. Yeah, I, I miss that as well. Do you think that this may be linked to the fact that in season four, Adam and Rachel were no longer together? Yeah, uh, we could go there. I don't think but so, But I don't though. think so. I truly don't. I think, like like we've said, like Seth and Summer's relationship was boring, but it's more relatable of what a relationship would go yeah, through. Yeah, definitely. Being together for that long. Right, this you does don't, happen. you become... And not that it's an, a bad thing, but you become truly your best friends with that person. You and do. you maybe nothing crazy happens like during your week or during like like things like that in this show that they write in. They don't really write it in for Seth and Summer because I feel like their relationship is the most realistic yeah. out of everyone on the show. And so maybe that's why watching it i don't get as excited because it's something that i can relate to as a as a as a watcher i want to be kind of an escape of something else yeah yeah right you know and so yeah even though sandy and kirsten they have all those bumps in the road it's definitely it's definitely relatable but a little bit more fabricated and then ryan and taylor i'm sorry ryan and marissa really a lot going on there things that you don't necessarily don't ever really experience being a 16-year-old in a relationship. And then Ryan and Taylor also like maybe a little bit less realistic than Ryan and Marissa, but also maybe not as, I just don't feel it as something that is exciting anymore. I'm sorry, guys. I know, same. (laughs) I was thinking about this, how... People always disliked Marissa. Yeah. Here I go on my soapbox. Right, here we Let are. Let it out, because I'm going to stand up there with my horn and laughing one at me. One more episode. Laughing. Here I come. Here I come, <laughs> chanting about Marissa. No. Everyone always would talk about how much, not everyone, but people would talk about how much they hate Marissa, because Ryan always has to save her. Mm. In this episode, how much does Ryan need saving? He needs it. Bottom line is, we all need to be saved at some point or another. Yes, Definitely. And I don't know where I was going with this. I just like being on this soapbox. <laughs> but I think in time, it's just like how the evolution of life and being a person and you evolve. Sometimes you do the saving and sometimes you need to be saved. Yeah. And you you take on, I mean, we talk about this. I, we probably talked about this on podcast, but definitely off podcast where you take on a different role in a relationship. You do. So like 
and not that one person loves the other more than the other. I mean, at maybe certain times, like there's certain months where you feel like maybe you love this person more than they love you. Not in, I'm not, I mean that in like the most polite way possible, but like then there's certain weeks that like the person really wants to be attached to you. And like, it just kind of, your relationship just like changes all the time and the role that you take changes. And regardless if it's in the same relationship or if it's in a different relationship, I feel like Ryan, he's not the same person in a relationship ever, like with any of his relationships that we've seen on the show, where I feel like obviously Seth and Summer, they don't really go out with anyone else really besides right. Zach. And- but even <laughs> it's just, you know, I think Ryan would have found trouble regardless if he met Marissa. Yeah. Look at where he was. And right. so it's just why I feel the need to say this. I don't know why it brought me to the Marissa train. <laughs> people, you know, like, oh, he always had to save her. He, she, she brought him so much stress. She brought him so much trouble. It's like, look at all the shit Ryan gets into. But also, and he's a fixer, though. He he's is always a been a fixer. And now in his later life, he needs someone to kind of fix him a little bit. Yes. And so that we, maybe that person is Taylor, but it looks also like. Also Seth, too. But it, yeah. Look at Seth Same come with Seth, too. Yeah. Anyway, Lexi. Jump down from the soapbox. <laughs> Let me get back off my soapbox. Uh, she says, this is one of the top best 10 episodes for her. Oh, nice. I'm curious if you ladies think this as well. Would you do anything different from what before watching? Uh, would you do anything differently now that we know how the next one is? Tish, Tish was also curious about this. See, I don't really remember how the next one goes. So would I change anything in this episode? Or did you think it was a good penultimate? I thought it was great. I Penultimates, as we said, usually are a little bit more intense, more dramatic. They're setting up something for the finale. Um, I did like it. I kind of, as much as I like a little bit laughed at the camera angles and things like that, maybe I thought it was like a little bit corny. I did like it that they made this episode completely different from everything else we've ever watched on the show. Yeah. Definitely the funny moments with Seth. We kind of went back to like OG, OC with that, which I appreciated. And Ryan being that tough guy, just everyone kind of being their true selves in this episode, which I'm sure we'll get to next week too. But uh, just like a, just a more mature version of the, the cast we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Vic says, first off, I have to defend my girl, Taylor. I do believe when you know, you know, and that she loves Ryan and Ryan left her. But I don't think she loves everyone because she never loved Henri and she only had a crush on Seth. She's not Serena. (laughs) That girl loves everyone. Uh, Yes, Serena does love everyone. Um, I think Taylor, maybe she doesn't love everyone, but she... When she does, that's it for her. And as we've seen with Henri Michelle, she didn't give it up because he said he loved her. Like, it's a, it's definitely a self-issue. It's like a self-worth issue and self-esteem. Which she and agreed to. Which she knows. She's self-aware. Yeah, no, totally. And so I mean that in a way where she gets her head wrapped around whoever the partner is. Like, when we see it with Seth, she was like, okay, gung-ho about Seth and gung-ho about Henri Michelle. Um, while I don't disagree that she loves Ryan, I think she does. Yeah, I do too. But uh, I don't know if it's that kind of love where, I don't know. I don't know. The OTP. It's not OTP love. In, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And Vic, yes, I, I do love Taylor. And I mean it in the nicest way possible that she loves, 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 but... 
she's sometimes very intense and I feel that her feelings are intense. And so I feel like I don't know when Ryan would have said he loved her, regardless that he felt it or not. I think he just wasn't ready to say it, even though he did say it and he true hardly felt it and knew it when he said it. I just don't think he was prepared to say it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> she says some funny moments for next week. We get to meet all of Bullet's sons. Oh, shit. Which four of them are named after the cities she's lived in. Oh, that's so funny. I don't like the time jumps because I would have loved to see what happens in between, but I do love the finale. Mm. And since the ending is left open-ended, I have my ending. Oh, which are we talking about it next week? Yes. Okay, great. She then says she's going to miss all these segments we've had. I guess next week is the last one. I'll miss Mike's Scoop of the Week. Can you continue that on the next podcast? Aww. No pressure. I'll miss I'll miss Tish's tea and hearing everyone's opinions, comments, and personal thoughts. Same. It's funny because Mike said that, are Sam and Bobby going to be on the finale? Because he thinks we're going to all need some help from the OC oh, sadness. I would love to just get all of our friends' opinions and thoughts on the final episode. Just like their final wrap up of feelings of Yeah. I kind of want to, I was thinking about this, putting together a compilation. Yeah. Of like short, short audio clips. Yeah, no, that'd be really fun. And I'm going to ask John, Sam, and Bobby to send it. And I'll have Great. to tell Bobby, like, cut it short, man. Bobby loves to talk. We'll, we'll cut it short regardless if yeah. he does. <laughs> like, we need short. Aunt, we can have Ann on. Yeah. I also told Ant he should join us at the live stream party. Yeah, he should. He could read some questions. Yeah, that'd be fun. Thank you, Vic. Jillian says, I'm really excited for the series finale. It's sad that it's ending, but season four needed to end. Mm. Another season of Taylor would have upset me. It's so reminiscent of season seven of Gilmore Girls. High quality mm. fan fiction that just isn't quite right. Oh, honey, I like where you're, but where you're going that with that. But isn't that so well said? High quality fan fiction that's just not quite right. Yes, I think that is how I feel about a lot of television shows. Yeah, she continues with, even though I've come around to season four's good qualities, the show just wasn't right without Marissa. Our final glimpse of her next week will be on my list of times I cried. Oh my God, we glimpse of Marissa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is a... In a moment which is like it it will just destroy I'm you already again. gonna cry right now just yeah. thinking about her yeah. Jillian <laughs> I have to say it's like you're my inner monologue because yeah. as we've been talking about season four and we say this every single week so you guys are like we get it we've heard you season four started extremely strong we were so excited for yeah. it by now this is exactly how I feel me this, too this and is why I don't like, watch this season that yes much. this show needs to end the show needs to end. Where they're going with this season. And you're absolutely right. As much as I love Taylor, I don't know if I would want another season no. of this. God, no. <laughs> and it doesn't, it, it just doesn't feel right without Marissa. Yeah. Like for, for this long. Like for if this- she were, if we had a, an absent, a feeling of absence from her for maybe, you know, let's just say 10 episodes. And then we had some more of her. I'd be like, oh, okay, we're home again. We can like finish the, the show off, off on a strong note, regardless of how I feel about next week, I'm sure I will still love it. No, no, no. For yeah, sure. Yeah, because it's the end and it's sentimental and it's sad, but it's also happy. Um, but I feel like, yeah, it, it is missing that sort of, I don't know, like grit that Marissa brings to the show. I miss her. I miss, I, I miss her. I really do. And I never, ever, and I know you guys like I'm a broken record, never thought I would say this ever, ever. So I'm happy that I am. Yeah. Thank you, Jillian. We got an email from Emily. Emily? She says, I haven't written before, mostly because I didn't want my heart broken by yet another podcast that stops before it finishes the whole series of the OC. Oh, no, no, no. That's not what we're about, honey. No. <laughs> never. 
I'm a couple years younger than you, so I didn't watch The O.C. live, though I did start watching it towards the end, although, again, not live. Hmm. I remember watching 413 and freaking out at the flashback because of Taylor's outfit. So Bella Thorne, when she played, I'm showing Liz the visual. Yes, yes, She's with the in the sweatshirt. Yep. This is the best photo I could find, but I was shocked because I had the same sweater <laughs> that I loved. My older sisters were given matching sweaters, which eventually made them made their way down to me. I was so happy because I got to wear it for even longer. Aw, hand-me-downs. The tails of the horses on this sweater are 3D, and I probably wore it every day for a couple of years. I've never seen anyone else with a sweater like this. Have either of you ever seen clothing from when you were young on a television show? Keep in mind, this is probably 8 to 10, 10 years later from when I wore it. Thank oh, you for so all funny. you do. Yeah, I wonder um, where they got those items of clothing ones that are maybe like in the flashbacks yeah that's a that's so fun i think the only thing that came to mind was in the chrismica bar mitzvah episode summer is wearing a shirt mm. that says donna martin graduates yeah. never noticed it and then i received that shirt for my birthday like three years ago and i was like oh my god me and summer have the same shirt yeah i definitely have noticed pieces of clothing that were maybe from like abercrombie or hollis or something like that but not when I was like when I was the age of these people. Right. Right. You know, I know. So it would make more sense. But that's really funny that Bella Thorne's character is supposed to be probably her age when she wore it and they found this piece of clothing that was aged. Or, you know, right. obviously. Right. So that's really cool. Now that's so special. Thank you, Emily, for writing in to yeah, us. Yeah. Thank really you. Appreciate I hope it. that you enjoyed your ride with us. I know. Because we did make it to the end. I know. <laughs> uh we received a DM on Twitter. Oh my god, that's so rare! From Kaylin, Kaylin, I know. Miss you, girl. At K underscore Norton. Love Kaylin. She says, "Hey, ladies, it's been a while since I reached it out, has. but I still listen every week, both OC and Gossip Girl." Oh, <laughs> really sad that OC is coming to an end. So I wanted to jump in and share my top and bottom of the series. Yes, I love these. She <laughs> says, "My top list order is pretty concrete, but my bottom list—they are all equally annoying mm-hmm. to me." Anyway, here you go, and congrats on almost completing another show. Thank you. We miss you, girl. I know. Thank you so much, Kaylin. It's funny because I actually, I'm so glad she sent this and it reminded me like yesterday in the car while we were driving, I made my top five list Mm -hmm. and I made my My face. I made my shittiest and I actually can't, I don't have five people on that list. You don't. Wow. I will though. I'm sure you will. And I'm curious if my top five will remain the same. For when we do our episode. Come next week. Yeah. But okay. So Kaylin's top five. One, Ryan. Two, Kirsten. Mm -hmm. Three, Sandy. Four, Taylor. Five, Alex. Nice. That's a solid lineup. Her bottom, I pretty much agree with. Uh, Volchuk, Trey, Mm -hmm. Oliver, Rebecca, Lindsay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All equally annoying, yes. Except I put Oliver on a a tiny pedestal. (laughs) So when I was making my list, I did top five, bottom five, the shits we love. Yes. And then thoroughly enjoyed honorable mentions. Love that. I'm gonna I'm gonna adapt that for mine. We don't have to do that next week. Let's save it for a bonus episode. Yes. But I feel pretty good about my top five. Wow. I know on the top five, like I knew where I knew where some contenders were. I wasn't sure of their placement. But after doing yeah. so much I don't know if it will if I'll be able to rank them. I have a one. I'll just be have I'll just have like five people that I love equally. I don't know if I'll be able to rank them though. 
I'd say most shittiest. Right. And it's true, too, because I'm like, well, there's other people I love who would be like seven, eight, nine, ten. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, all, like obviously I have my number one, which shocker, 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 you all know who it is. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and I have number five, which again, but the in-between is like, oh, they could be all equal. Mm. Right. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. Yeah. But that's all we have for After Dark this week. The night moves. Working I, on and the I, night driving moves. here made me uh, realize what the title meant. I'm like, oh, Alyssa, wake up. It's the song. <laughs> I was like, night moves. Like, yeah, like, this is dark and no one can really see much. And then I'm like, oh, no, no, no. That's not what it's about at all. It's the night moves, Julian. And what's her name? Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> I liked Caitlin's. I didn't mention it during the uh, sum up, but I really enjoyed how much Caitlin decided to accept Frank. Yeah. Even though this is after dark and I know next week, Julie is not with Frank. Well, I just remembered that. Well, well, but she sort well. of does end up with Frank, but she's not there yet. Oh, that's annoying. And think about this is six months later. Right. So like her and Frank dissolved and then she got with the bullet and she married the bullet. Well, no. Okay, good. I mean, you'll see. I, I'll see. I'll see. But obviously, all I truly, truly, truly remember about next week is like that little glimpse of Seth and Summer getting married. And she sticks out her tongue. She's walking down the aisle and she just <laughs> towards him. I kind of remember that. Sort of. We have Seth and Ryan and Yamakas. Yeah, that. Um, and and little uh, Sophie. Little Sophie. Little Sophie Cohen. Yeah. Does that mean that Sophie dies? I guess so, right? Why? Oh, shit. <laughs> well, do you think they're going like legit legit? I don't know. No, I don't think anybody knows what we're talking about. Sophie the mom. No, no, no. But like, are you talking about like in the Jewish faith? Yes, that's what I mean. No, I mean like, does, does Sophie die and they named her baby Sophie after her? Right, that's what I'm saying. But Because like, then Sophie would have had to die within the next six months. Correct. No. Yeah, I guess so. Well, they could have, she have the baby? They could have named her Sophie anyway if she was still alive. But no, in of the course. Jewish faith, no, I doubt it's because of that. That's I know. What I just thought about why oh, okay. would they name her Sophie being that Sandy's mom's name is Sophie. You know, just like to honor her, just, just to like, yeah, hmm. which is sweet. But I also thought, like, oh, well, I wonder why you decided yeah, to name yeah, her yeah. Sophie. Huh. I was like, wait, that is his mom's name, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. So we had people, obviously, they were writing in their bonus episode ideas. We're definitely going to do the character arcs. Yeah. I do want to do one episode where me and you watch the first episode, the pilot. Okay. And. Not that we're going to recap it. No. Too much time. But I want us <laughs> to take almost like commentary. Yeah. Like rewatch the first episode with us and be like, oh my God, all of that. But I want us to compare and contrast the first episode to the final episode and see if a full circle moment, mm. if it really fits together. Like, okay, sure. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, recognize the scores more this yeah. time around. <laughs> yeah. And see if we like, because like, I think we have a good... Uh, obviously every week we just have a bigger perspective on how these how this show has progressed but really from watching the first episode we're gonna be like oh my god remember that or maybe you will yeah be like wow look at this person and how they progressed and all that so i think that would be fun fun. definitely yeah an excuse to just have it like a little bit longer yeah yeah uh what emoji should be sent to us this week oh ice cream is there an ice cream cone yeah i think there is an ice cream cone let me check (laughs) I feel like it's kind of 
fate that Mike became our scoop correspondent and they do talk about ice cream quite a bit. I know. Especially in the latter season with Caitlin and everything. Yeah. It's fun with the ice cream stuff. Yeah. So send us an ice cream emoji. Yeah. Uh, send us your questions and comments for the last episode. Yeah. If you want to send us an audio clip, like 30 seconds to a minute. Yeah. That would help just so we can get everyone. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Until the finale. Until the finale. Bye. Bye.